Good evening, guys. We are on episode six. Um, and the topic for tonight um, is going to be dating while having an invisible disability. Um, and this came to me today. Um, I've been kind of thinking about, you know, what, what I should talk about next. Um, and I was kind of at a place where I didn't want to force anything. So I kind of just let the topic, um, come to me more or less and just kind of, um, let my experiences prompt and, and guide me into where I needed to go, um, and where I needed to be. And, um, just a little bit of background, I guess, of how I came to all of this today. Um, last night I had a really vivid dream. Um, I didn't see the face of the person who was in it. Um, but I knew the situation, I knew the actions, I knew what happened, um, and I was remembering a lot. Um, and usually when I have dreams like that is pay attention to what's happening that day um, and the days to come. Um, pay attention to your feelings, pay attention to kind of what you're saying, how you're acting. Um, and I did. Um woke up in the middle of the night, had to basically kind of gear myself, go back to sleep, make sure I'm okay, um, tell myself I'm okay. Um, and then I woke up to a, um, a message from my ex, um, basically, basically saying, um, and, and trying to make it seem like, he wanted to follow my journey, follow my story, um, and he was interested. Um, a little tidbit um, on the specific ex. Um, he was my abuser, um, and I will, at some point, whenever I'm ready, I'll delve into that more. That'll be a longer episode. Um, but he was someone who took advantage of me sexually, um, messed me up emotionally, messed my mentality up um and basically chipped away at me little by little by little over the years um we were in you know we we were together um when I was in high school my senior year um and I'll you know like I said I'll do a whole separate episode about that um but basically he he was my abuser um physical sexual emotional um and it's, it 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 was it was the the dream itself um i woke up feeling the same exact way that i felt when that happened which was how i knew it was him and it was about him um so he sent me the message and i responded shut him down called him out on everything that i had found out um recently um because things were being brought to me um, and brought to my attention, you know, I was coming across things, um, coming across things on a accidental level, um, wasn't looking for them, wasn't searching for it, wasn't going to look for anything. Um, but they were popping up on all of my social media accounts, um, one after another, after another, and I was just seeing everything and it was get rid of it. I don't want to see it, but I was so happy that I saw it. Um, there were things, you know, from years and years, years ago that I was upset about because I found out now and it was 
I spent years being blamed for cheating, being with somebody else, and not being faithful to someone who... Anyway, um, I don't want to get on a rant about that because it, it, at that time it made me upset. Um, but to kind of get back um, and to kind of shift my topic, um, dating with an invisible disability... I will be speaking from the perspective that I have and the experience that I have um, with epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, depression, anxiety, um, and I'll touch a little bit about my current relationship um, with my boyfriend and kind of um, the things that I'm noticing in our relationship dynamic now that things have changed. Um, a small side note, he is experiencing a form of PTSD. Um, anyone who's been following my blog will know the situation that happened last year. Um, sorry, last year? Last year, yes, last year. Um, and I will kind of do probably a separate episode about that as well um, to kind of gear my podcast listeners now Um a little bit into the world that I, you know, was having, you know, my, my readers of my blog, um, and some of my Instagram, um, a little bit about that. So, um, the first thing that I want to say is dating itself is hard. Um, you know, I personally am a awkward, um, socializer. I don't really, like to socialize. I don't really like to go out and meet people. Um, I, you know, I just, I have an issue, um, with striking up a conversation and, you know, not being awkward, not being strange, but, um, that's a lot of just how my personality was growing up. I was always very shy. Um, but it made it more difficult in, in my actual, you know, beginning dating years. Um, because, I did not at that time realize how important it was to accept the disabilities that you have. Um, and being able to, I guess, accept those, um, accept that they're part of you, accept that they come with you, and accept that anybody who can't accept it themselves probably shouldn't be there in the first place. They're not going to take care of you. Um, they're not going to care enough about your health even just how are you on a particular day um and so um one thing that I was actually always more fond of was um online dating um um I remember high school I forgot um what it changed to um but high school and when I was in middle school um the big things that we had were my yearbook. Um, it was my yearbook. We had tagged. I was never on MySpace. Um, but my yearbook tagged. Um, those were the two when I was, you know, kind of middle school. It was like eighth grade, maybe. Um, eighth grade, you know, ninth grade. Um, where those were really big. And those weren't even meant to be dating sites. Those were just meant to kind of meet people, talk to people, um, but it turned into a dating site um, for a lot of people. And tagged, um, what else was there? Um, 
I used it was my yearbook tagged um some of the older ones um meet me which I don't even know if anybody still uses that um and there was one one other one um but I don't remember what it was I don't I don't remember it um and then as I got into college um I was using OkCupid and something else, and I genuinely don't remember. Um, but nevertheless, um, I was on a lot of, you know, I, I, I tried online dating. I wasn't on a lot at one time. Um, it would be, you know, maybe a couple. Um, but I started noticing there were, you know, the same people um, on, on, you know, the sites. So it was like... I really just need to be on one. It wasn't, you know, like I was missing out on someone um, because I wasn't on one. Mostly they were, you know, they were, if they were on one, they were on another. Um, and um, a lot of the relationships that I had, um, by relationships, I mean the online relationships, um, not actual romantic ones. Um, you're my boyfriend, I'm your girlfriend, that type of thing these were online relationships. Um, most of them were friends, that's it. Um, and I, in high school, did not make it a point to put it out there. Hey, I have seizures. At the time it was just seizures. Um, you know, hey, I have seizures. Um, I didn't make it a point to acknowledge that and to say that out loud to someone um the first time that I did I remember I felt like I was giving someone a disclaimer um and it was you know if you don't like this you can leave that like that type of um that type of feeling and when I got further into uh further into college um I started to realize, okay, this is me. Um, it wasn't until after I tried to get a group on my campus started um, that I'm sad I didn't have the time um, to fulfill it, but it gave me a picture of what I wanted to do. Um, it wasn't until after that that I realized this is me, this is who I am, and I just, I have to come into it. Um, so I started to accept myself. Um, I started counseling um, and kind of started to get a little bit of understanding and a little bit of feeling of me. Um, and so what that came with was you have to accept that you have seizures. You have to accept that you won't grow out of them. You might have a control on them, but you're not going to grow out of them. I had to come to an acceptance of that. And that was when, um, I made a whole new profile, deleted the one that I had, made a whole new profile and in my bio put that I have seizures put that you know I am on you know a medication for them um I like I bare my soul um you know I was on a medication you know I've had them since I was 10 you know can't grow out of them there's you know that that's not likely and I was surprised that I still got messages. Now, 
the one thing that I did realize is that not everybody reads your profile. Not everybody pays attention. Not everybody, you know, most times it's they get past the first or second sentence and then that's when they, you know, that's it. They decide to send a message. Um, and so I always put little um, tidbits in the middle. Um, or I would ask, um, you know, just something specific. Um, most importantly, um, I brought it up in the conversation. Um, early on, it wasn't something that I waited on. Um, so to give a little story, um, the most recent um, relationship that I am in that is the the romantic now I'm I'm on my romantic relationships um we are currently together still um 3 years is uh 3 years will be this year November um and he's been there every step of the way um he we were together when I was diagnosed with my MS um and one of the things that I told him upon like our one of our first like the first conversations that we've had um in the in the very beginning I let him know you know I have seizures um is one of the one of the things that I you know that's that was one of the main things um that I made sure to tell him um because I don't drive um and so it was like I don't want you to try and make plans I can't fulfill them because I can't meet you somewhere or, you know, that, that type of thing. Um, and he was, you know, he like had no issues with it. He was surprised that I made as big of a deal about it as I did, but there was a reason that I did. Um, so then, um, we'll fast forward a little bit, um, a couple months, um, probably about three, four months later, um, after our first date, after, you know, all of that. Um, left for my study abroad trip, had the numbness, had everything, you know, that went on, made all my appointments for when I came back. Um, and he was there at everything. Um, he's been there at every one of my appointments. He was actually, um, at my spinal tap, um, my spinal tap appointment, um, the lumbar puncture and everything that when that all happened, he was there. Um, for all of it. He was in the office. He, you know, like, he wanted me to stay and relax and, and, um, actually, like, had me at his house, um, while I was recovering that day. And I had to lay on my back for, like, I think it was, like, six hours, um, it was like six to eight hours or something like that. Um, pretty much the majority of the day. Um, because at that time, by the time the six to eight hours was up, it would be nighttime and it'd be time for me to go to bed anyway. So we just kind of lay down, relaxed. He set me up with a pillow, a blanket. He made food. We watched movies. Um, you know, he played his game, listened to some music. Um, like he took care of me. Um, and I remember that day I was, I was, I was so scared, um, because I had to wait for the results, but I didn't know how they were going to come back. I had no clue what was going on. I had no clue what was wrong with me. All that I knew was this hurts and I wanted to, you know, I want it to be over. I want it to be fixed. I want to know what's going on. 
Um, and so he came to me to the, you know, to the, all the appointments following. Um, he wasn't able to make it to the one with my official, like, this is what I'm going with. Um, at least not that I can remember. And again, my memory is not the best. So, but 99% of my appointments that I've had for the epilepsy and the MS, he's been there for. Um, asking questions. He went out, did his own little research um, about what I can take. Um, supplements, herbs, things like that. Um, and all of that came from, let me tell you up front what I have. And you can make that decision if you want to be here or not. Um, another thing is that a fear that I don't, I, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. I'm speaking for myself. Um, but a fear that I had was if I don't tell you, if I choose not to tell you in the beginning and I wait to tell you six months later and because everything is controlled, you won't, you won't even notice it. If I choose not to tell you, would it make a difference afterwards? And what if it does? What if that's, what if that is a deal breaker? What if that's something you don't want to deal with? I've just wasted this amount of time because my mindset now that I have the MS, my mindset going in is regardless of if it's three months, if it's six months, if it's two months that we're together and, you know, you're not planning a, a long-term thing, your your intentions are, well, it's short-term, you know, whatever. I go in with a mindset of I have to borderline, like I feel like I have to borderline look at someone that I can see spending my life with regardless of how long it actually is um and that's not always fun because I'm always the one who seems so serious I'm always the one who I sound like I have my stuff ready and I'm ready to settle down and I'm you know I want to get married and I hear wedding bells and all of that um but is it's something that I go in with that mindset because I want you to know up front and you to be able to make that decision um my personality shines, I shine, but those are things that I realize now are a factor. Um, I dated someone who took a really big issue with my seizures, um, and it was because of the flashing light aspect, um, which meant no concerts, you know, no scary movies, um, nothing to that effect, um, without taking into thought and taking into, well, let's make it, you know, let's make adaptations. I can watch scary movies. Lights have to be on or it has to be during the day. Can't go to concerts. I don't really have a thing for that, and I don't really care about the. I don't really care about not going to concerts, and eh, a little bit, but not really. Um, it's like I can't go to concerts, but I can go see some live music. Like it was just certain adaptations that I think um, the other person didn't want to necessarily make, and so took it out. You know, took it out on me. Was upset. Try to stay. Um, and they gave it the shot um but there were some who we didn't even get to a first date um they blatantly told me like after talking 
um, blatantly told me that, like, they had an issue with, with, with it, and they couldn't be with me because they didn't want to be responsible for if something happened, and I was like, okay, like, I, I couldn't be upset because I was like, you have, you have it at least to tell me you don't know if you're gonna be able to take care of me, um, and so I, like, I remember just how difficult all of that was, um, and I just, I decided, let me know up front, because it's not something that you can get used to, it's not something that you can, you know, oh, you know, maybe after a year I'll be used to it, it, no, um, because when I was living in my apartment, um, I had actually had a seizure, um, and, you know, my boyfriend has been, he's seen, he's seen now two convulsing ones and one, um, an absence one. And one of the convulsing ones started out as an absence seizure. So kind of, um, he's, you know, so he's seen the convulsions. He's seen when I just stare out and I just lose myself. He, you know, he's seen all of that. Um, and the first time, I don't know how he was, this, the, this last one, the most recent one, um, he told me how confident he was, um, not confident in a good, you know, like a, a, a good, this is a good situation, but it was, he was confident in knowing what to do, who to call, what to do while he's calling, that type of thing, um, he kept, you know, track of the time, he was paying attention to, you know, what was happening, and then, um, called 911, called my mother, um, you know, called my parents and everything, told them what was going on, and, you know, had basically, um, everything situated, everything taken care of, even after everything was taken care of, um, helped me take a shower, helped me get in the bed, you know, took a nap with me, fell asleep, um, you know, then watched a movie, but he got up, he made dinner, um, he cooked, you know, he cleaned, like, he did everything, um, helped me use the bathroom, like, because when it's like that, you can't get up, you're sore, you don't want to move, you're tired, you're hungry, but you can't do anything, um, like, you're just, your body doesn't want you to do anything, so, um, but rest, um, we'll, we'll say that, but rest, um, and so, he did all that, just, it was, it was just a nature, um, and this was recent, and by recent, I mean, you know, this year, if I'm not mistaken, it was this year, um, February, I think, um, end of February, beginning of March, I think it was recent, um, or it might have been, it might have been January, it was this year, um, but even after everything that happened, it was like, he's still, you know, took care of me, um, not because of the relationship, you know, and not because of that, but it was just, he cared, and he loves me so much that he is having no problem and taking no issue with picking that up, um, and for me, I couldn't, and I mean it, I could not take it anymore, and I asked him if it was a problem, and he told me no, 
Um, so, you know, I kind of just, I think that my piece of advice, if I had to give one about dating with anything that's not physical, um, would be to continue to be yourself, embrace what you have, embrace what you're going through, and understand that the garbage ones who don't accept it are going to have to be pushed out. They're going to have to be left alone. They're going to have to be weeded out because they don't accept you for who you are. And they won't take care of you. And, you know, they won't make sure that you're okay. Um, one thing that I say, and I'll, I'll leave it here. Um, I keep telling myself and I tell others um, who have relationship advice um, and always want me to answer, answer a question for them. Um my rule of thumb now is just own me. Just be myself um, and be with someone who asks about your health. Be with someone who asks, hey, do you want me to look up vitamins for you? Or, hey, do you need to go buy vitamins? Or, you know, the one thing that my boyfriend um, always, always, always says to me, and it's probably one of my favorite things, um, is when he asks to go to vitamin shop or to go to the GNC store, or to go to Walmart to get vitamins. Um, so I want to leave it there. Um, find someone who asks and cares about your health. Because those are the ones who will be there at every appointment, but will also, in the future, be able to take care of you. They'll know what's going on. They'll know how to help you. Um, so I want to leave it there. Um, again, I will make those other two episodes um because those kind of tie into a lot um so I'll do you know I'll do those two episodes um kind of kind of soon as as soon as I can um because I do have to go through and and relive some things um so I you know I I, I will do those um but I just I want to leave it on that on that note um so I hope that everyone has a wonderful night, and I hope that listening to this has sparked something in somebody. Um, it doesn't matter who, but I hope that something has sparked in them. Um, so I'm going to sign off, um, but leave any questions that you have. Um, my Instagram, Snapchat, everything should be, if I'm not mistaken, um, in my bio, and there should be an actual link to it. Um, there is also, it's, it's also in my previous episodes as well. Um, so I hope everyone has a good night and share this knowledge for me. But remember, when dating, invisible or not, be yourself and embrace what you have. If you have depression, embrace your depression. You know, I embrace my seizures. I embrace my MS. I don't embrace my, my, my anxiety and my depression and my mood. I don't, I, I'm not there yet. But with everything else, with the other two, I am there. So with that. Have a good night and just do your best to pass the word along and do your best at being yourselves. So have a good night, everyone.